Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. We're on to Steamboat Natchez. We're heading back upriver. Now we just made the turn at English Turn, saw the Chalmette battlefield and uh, the story about English Turn and what it meant. Uh, to this area, and we make our way back up river, and we're going to be joined by Guy Williams, uh, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. Guy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. Just sorry I'm not on board. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if your listeners know it, but you were recognized as one of the top 20 business shows in America. Congratulations. Very well done. Well, thank you, Guy. Truly appreciate it, and thank you for your participation uh, in uh, hopefully delivering what people think is a quality product, and we we certainly appreciate the time that you spend with us. I love uh, kind of your lead-in that you want to talk about that the Fed Governor John Williams may be the Grinch who stole interest rate cuts, because based on comments made earlier, the the, um, Wall Street was booming, and then all of a sudden... (laughs) It seemed to be squelched. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the actual minutes say, because uh, Fed Chairman uh, Powell said, well, it could be that uh, rate cuts are in the future, possibly three cuts this year. And then the markets just went crazy. Interest rates fell. Stock market absolutely boomed. And. What's intriguing is what Powell said was rate cuts have have begun to come into view. And then John Williams, and it's important to listen to John Williams because he's part of the inner three. He runs the New York Fed. He said, we did not discuss rate cuts at the meeting. So maybe they're in view, but you're not talking about them. And people suddenly said, well, wait a minute. Are we looking at rate cuts or not? And his comment was, Core inflation is much tougher, and it is higher than we expected. It's hanging in at 4%. It did not decline last month. And so he's trying to talk the markets off the edge and saying, you know, you guys are getting ahead of yourselves and a little bit of cleanup after Chairman Powell because this is one of the inner three. He doesn't say things unless they have discussed them carefully. Well, there was an interesting uh, Wall Street Journal article that talked about that uh, guy, and it said that the fight against inflation has reached its proverbial last mile, and the biggest remaining obstacle is shelter, talking about housing. The consumer prices rose 3.1% in November from last year, and that was helped by declining prices for you know used cars, furniture, electronics, and other items. And 
Um, but the single most important factor standing in the way is housing. It rose 6.5% in the year through November. And it, I, I didn't realize this, but it makes up 35% of the CPI. That's a huge number. Without shelter, inflation in that period would have been 1.4%. Yeah, and the reason it makes up so much, there's some people that spend up to half of their income on uh, mortgage payments. You can consider mortgage, taxes, insurance. Uh, in renter, renters may face a similar burden, some a little bit higher in, in cities like New York and San Fran. So housing is a big, big component. And unfortunately, the cost to build a new house has not come down. And cities and states around America have not done much to reduce the difficulty of building new houses. You know, California is a perfect example. They need to build about 180,000 houses a year. They build about 80. And it is very tough. It takes years and years to get a permit to build a home in San Francisco. So nothing is being done to reduce the, the regulatory cost of building a house. And just the raw materials, while they may not be accelerating rapidly, they haven't come down. So housing is going to be a, a tough thing. And that last mile may be a tough mile to get, get to for the Federal Reserve. And I think that's what John Williams was talking about. Absolutely. Guy, if you would, for the benefit of the listening audience, this same article says watch home rents, not home prices, uh, because um, the shelter inflation is based on rents as well, not not just not housing prices and rent growth over the past year has fallen three point three percent through November. uh, But there's a significant lag uh, because they only test it like every six months, right? They do. And also most people have uh, yearly leases. But the challenge in the the rental market is you just absent a serious recession, almost never see rent declines. And I I mean, I remember my year renting, I never saw the rent go down. So I go up occasionally (laughs) stay stable. So it doesn't fall much. So I'm I'm not optimistic that that rental component is going to drop very quickly. And that, that's another challenge to getting to the 2%. It just makes it very difficult to get there. And the, the landlord is facing their own problems. Their insurance costs have gone up. Their taxes have gone up because of higher assessments. So it's tough for the landlords to say, well, interest rates are down. I'm going to, I'm going to lower rate. I'm going to lower the rental rate. It's just not likely to happen unless there's high vacancy. So when you think about the, the, uh, the capacity of that, 35%, and then rents being around 7.5% of, of that total, of that 35, um, then what this guy, then what Williams, I, I think he's from the Fed in what, Chicago, right? Um, no, New York. New York. Which is more important because New York is where they do all the open market operations. Right. Then there may be a lot of truth in what he's saying then. And, you know, it's like take your foot off the gas pedal, not so fast. Oh, yeah. He was basically sent in to do cleanup and say, markets, y'all are getting ahead of yourselves. There are still problems ahead. And there are also the unexpected things. And you have things like who would expect that a bunch of rebels in Yemen firing rockets could change the trajectory of inflation. 
But if shipping companies like Maersk, like BP, which have already announced they aren't going to go through the Suez Canal and instead go around Africa, that will delay shipping, raise cost, and increase inflation. So you're hoping everything falls right, all the dominoes are in place, but then you can have an unexpected domino like that that raises cost and makes it that much tougher to get where you want to go. So not only does it impact that, but certainly domestically here, our politics, right? Because voters right now, when you look at any number of polls, they really sing, are singling out inflation and high prices as being their chief concerns about the Biden about Biden's administration and president presidency at the present time. They are. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of frustration in the inner circle about, well, you know, unemployment's low. Why aren't we getting more credit for it? And the reason is when people go shopping, things are more expensive. And so there's just that feeling that I'm not doing as well as I used to. And the other thing is, I don't think that you can constantly tell people that the world's coming to an end, that, you know, climate change is going to ruin our lives. And look, it's going to have an effect for sure. But when you put out a lot of negative publicity on an issue because you think it's important, and then the voters have a negative viewpoint of the future, the two go together. You know, they've been listening to you. So people don't like inflation because they're not seeing prices come down. They're nervous about the future because they've heard people say that the future is going to be worse than the present. And you always blame the guy in the White House. And they have sometimes little to do with those things and not as much influence as they'd like to like to believe. But you still blame the person in the White House. And that's what's happening right now. Guy, I know you have your finger on the pulse of this daily. How much of an impact right now is uh, the situation in Israel having? I mean, I know it's almost the confluence of the Ukrainian situation, a lot of angst and anxiety about the continued funding there from the U.S. as well as what's going on um, in Israel. And you add to that the southern border. Uh, it's almost like the perfect storm. Well, it is, and it's it's making people nervous about the future. And uh, certainly our Jewish customers are, are looking around and saying, you know, this is eerily similar to the 30s when it was okay to be anti-Semitic and, you know, people were saying horrible things and the world was sort of ignoring them and not believing it was true. So there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of frustration with the elite universities feeling like, you know, you're, you're, you're missing the main point. You know, free speech is one thing, but if you're focusing on trivial things like microaggressions and pronouns and it's okay to walk around and say, we want a whole group of people murdered, you know, something is wrong. And I think that is something that affects uh, the thought process. And we've forgotten about Ukraine, which is a, a very real struggle. I mean, that's a struggle for the future of Europe. And if, if that's not sorted out in a proper way, it could really be damaging going forward. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be, I, I think, um, I guess time will just tell as, as to what the ultimate impact is going to be. But obviously, I think I would agree with you. People are getting nervous about it. The same way we're nervous here about our insurance rates. We'll pivot to another topic 
California Insurance Commissioner shows how to create an insurance crisis. I must have missed this story. What's going on there? <laughs> you know, sometimes, new uh, politicians are surprised when uh, consumers actually listen to them and companies listen to them. <laughs> Ricardo Laura said California is facing desperately desperate times. We have an existential crisis. Climate change is going to cause wildfires to increase insurance risk to increase, cost to increase, and unless we do something dramatic in the next few years, it's going to be a disaster. Well, based upon that, the insurance company said, you know, we've actually been losing money in these wildfire years, and we need to raise rates. And then Ricardo said, well, you can only raise rates based on historic loss rates over the past 20 years. And they said, Wait a minute. You just told us the future is going to be much worse than the past. We need significant rate increases to cover the new cost, not to mention the higher cost of rebuilding. Well, he turned them down, and not surprisingly, businessmen being businessmen said, well, if that's the case, we really can't afford to do it. So Safeco, Farmers, Allstate, State Farm, and USAA all said, we're not writing new policies in California. We're done. And so now their equivalent of the uh, citizens plan, it's the California safe plan, is exploding with people that can't get coverage anywhere else. So he literally created his own crisis. And it was brewing for years because they had not approved rate increases and they had serious losses due to the wildfires. But he actually stirred the flames with his rhetoric and then refused to allow insurance companies to raise rates based upon actual losses and also he refused to consider reinsurance cost and it was it was a disaster because most insurance companies pass on the risk through the reinsurance market and california has one other quirk that thank heaven we don't have citizen groups can intervene in rate hearings and be paid for their advocacy so citizen groups obviously intervened they got paid they always say no, no to new increases, but the insurance companies are saying this is a disaster. We can't live here. So, created its guess, own crisis. Guy, I got to imagine the only way that this has survived for them is the size of the market there in California, right? Because it's huge. I mean, it's a huge economy. The state economy is larger than almost like most countries in the world. Yeah, I'll give you two that it's larger than that we don't even think about. Russia. We always worry about Russia. California has a bigger economy than Russia, bigger than France. So because it's such a giant market, people are reluctant to move away from it. But they're not reluctant to say we just can't expand here. And that's what they're facing right now is people are saying, you know, we're not expanding. So if you you buy a new house in California, you're really in trouble. And, you know, they have put themselves in this situation because they don't allow companies to raise rates to uh, deal with the actual cost. And insurance, reinsurance is a real cost. So if you don't allow that, it's a problem. The other thing is you have to apply for uh, rate approval, and that is a long-time process. And in addition to the time, once again, the consumer groups can appeal the rate increase and be paid for their appeal. So that obviously adds to cost and delays. So You've created a very business-unfriendly market, and if it weren't for their size, they'd probably have nobody writing insurance there. 
And meanwhile, the governor, Gavin Newsom, puts in place a spending freeze in the state of California. I mean, this is a, this is a state that had a multi, what, an $8 billion surplus not too many years ago. And oh, yeah, ain't there, tremendous ain't surplus. There, ain't there no more. That ought to be on the ain't there no more tree in, in Lafreniere Park. Exactly, along with K and B. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got to get to a break. We're visiting with Guy Williams, president of Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. We will be right back, folks. Stay with us. Welcome back, folks. We are visiting with Guy Williams, president and CEO of Gulf Coast Bank, and we are back, heading back up river, just passing the port of embarkation on our starboard side and on our port side, the left side, we have approaching Algiers Point as we make that most uh, serious bend in the river here. Guy, um, seems as though the uh, Christmas crooks are out again. What are they up to now? They are. This one is particularly devious. Imagine that you have your own company and you apply for trade credit because you've always done well. You have a new vendor and say, look, I just need 30-day terms. And they respond no, your credit's terrible. You don't have thir- you're not getting any extended terms. You have to pay COD and you get a couple of calls from banks you don't recognize demanding payment. When you call up, you find out that you are no longer the registered owner of your company. And what's what? happening is yeah, crooks are it gets back to the stealing the mail scam. They get when they steal the mail, they'll find a big refund check, maybe a fifty, eighty, a hundred thousand, payable to a small business. They'll go online to the Secretary of State and change the signers. Then, a few days later, go in, open an account. They're the new signers. Deposit the check, take the money out, get loans in the company name, uh, get credit in the company name. Obviously, pocket the money. And you're none the wiser because until you get a past due notice, you don't realize someone has changed the signers. Now, fortunately, state of Louisiana is on top of this, but they're only on top of this if you register. If you go to GoBiz, G-E-A-U-X, biz.gov in in, uh, the Secretary of State's office, you can put a special notice, and it's free to do it, a security notice so that if there is any change in signers on your corporation, you'll be notified. But if you don't do that, you can be a victim of that fraud. And it is really, it's just a tragic fraud because you're totally innocent. The check might have been stolen in California, but the crooks will set up this new business and suddenly, you know, unbeknownst to you, it's not, a, it's not personal identity theft, it's corporate identity theft. So there's always a desire of uh, government, secretary of states across the country to have an ease of administration. And, and it seems as though we may have fallen victim to that ease yeah, of administration. And, you know, I, I can understand this because I've created some LLCs and you go online. It's very easy. So you think this is great, but you can also go online and change it very easily. And that's the problem. But the good thing is, if you go online to our, our state, you can freeze, not freeze it. It's not like freezing your credit. You can't prevent changes, but you can be notified. It's the same thing that the, um, 
got John Gegenheimer set up in Jefferson where you're notified if somebody changes something on your property record. Because the crooks were doing that, too. They'd look for properties that, you know, might be a vacant lot, not, in, not actively in commerce, change the record, and then get a loan on it. So this is an unfortunate thing. The crooks are always clever, always looking for easy ways to make money and relatively risk-free. But fortunately for us, there is a way to prevent it. But it, it does involve, if you own an LLC or a small business, this is one of those year-end safety updates that we strongly recommend. Absolutely. Preppers Part 2, young Americans are beginning to buy in. Are they? They really are. And, Newell, I, I got a lot of comments after our show last week from younger customers, and they said, oh, yeah, we're we're very nervous about the future. And, you know, it gets back to something we talked about earlier. When all you hear is news that the future is going to be worse than the present and you need to be very panicky, at some point it sinks in. So people are make it, taking steps and preparing. And one of the signs, and I had to double-check it, Costco is now selling gold, uh, little gold ingots, a one-ounce piece of gold for $2,000. And every time they get in new shipments, they sell out. And people are buying these little gold bars with the idea that if the currency collapses, they'll have some way to transact business. Now, you know, we've talked about this before. I think it's wise to prepare for what's a likely crisis, which is an evacuation. It's good to have some money. It's good to have some food, some water. But it's also good, if you're doing that, to do it sensibly and if you're saving food, save food that you actually like, use the freeze-dried uh, camping food, and then, you know, use it up, actually. Use it when you take trips and replace it with uh, new. But the end-of-the-world apocalyptic fears, I think, are a bit overblown. A lot of people are promoting that to uh, create business environments. But it is, it is generating activity. As I say, Costco is selling all the uh, little gold bars they can. And we see people saying, well, I want to start raising chickens, and, and that's fine. It's, it's good, to, good to have some flexibility, but we always recommend that you think through the risk that you're trying to protect against and then do it in a sensible way. I remember I, I worked for a, a banker once. He said, I feel naked if I don't have $1,000 with me at all times. And at that time, I didn't have $1,000 to my name. So I said, I I'd guess I'm naked, naked my all entire the time. life then. <laughs> <laughs> but, I've been naked and didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What so, Guy, what's, is, what's you know, next for Costco, a trading desk? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, you can actually buy uh, signed playing cards at Costco. You can get a <laughs> Mickey Mantle rookie card if you, if you haven't done your uh, Christmas shopping. There you go. Which is Absolutely. pretty odd. Who, who knew they'd be selling that? <laughs> oh, man. Guy, thank you so much for joining us. Guy, Guy Williams, President and CEO of Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. Always appreciate uh, your insight and your time for sure. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're very welcome. Merry Christmas. And by the way, have a great Christmas because I don't think we're going to uh, be together before Christmas. So you and your family, we wish you the best. Oh, thank you. You too. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.